0: we decided we're no longer going to compare our workloads. We're going to compare our
1: rest. I'm saying I think that they're all things that I have just personally been wrestling with god about he knows the capacity of a human and he Mm -hmm. knows
0: he wants us to work hard he built us to work hard and he told us to work hard for six days and then to rest because he knew that we needed it
1: you did feel like that was something you craved do it
0: think about how that could change the dynamics of your relationship i mean
1: these are tough things to talk about but they're such like important things to talk about
0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Olivia. Hi, how are you? Welcome to my home for episode three. We're so excited. Mm -hmm. I'm Marianne. And I'm Olivia. We are your hosts for the Related to Motherhood podcast. We are finally getting in the role, kind of in the groove for this podcast, and we Mm -hmm. hope you enjoyed episodes one and two. And today we wanted to talk about Related to the self-care movement and where the movement gets it wrong Mm -hmm. and our opinions might be a little bit controversial or maybe a little counterintuitive um, But we wanted to get into it.
1: I know for me, which I talked about this in our last episode um, Opinions change. Mm -hmm. So my opinion about the self-care movement has definitely kind of shifted over the last couple of years which is interesting so i'm excited
0: and you and i have different perspectives on we it. Do. <clears throat> um, which we do um ap- we approach it differently mm-hmm. and we need different things when it comes to self yes. self-care
1: yeah we definitely just live very different lives so uh, therefore the whole quote-unquote self-care i'm mm-hmm. doing quotes if you're just listening podcasts but uh, it just looks different for us. Yeah.
0: And we hope you can listen to our whole episode with an open mind mm-hmm. as we kind of discuss how we approach self-care and how we think a lot of people online and in influencer space are getting it wrong. And then we want to hear your perspective and your opinions about it and how it looks in your life. So after this episode, go over to our Instagram page. We have a few um posts up by this point about this episode and we hope you leave us some comments to give us your feedback yeah we want to open a conversation and just chat about it like in the realm of motherhood what Mm. does self-care look like what should it look like what should it not look like yeah so i think first we need to define it because on the surface self-care seems like a pretty good thing right so what do you mean? Or what do you think? Did you look up what Google says about let's see, self-care?
1: Let's see Google's definition of self-care. Um, the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, which sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's that a great idea. like very healthy, yeah. like a very normal thing. Yeah. But I believe, personally, we're just jumping right in. <laughs> I believe that it has kind of been skewed a little bit, ex. and this is speaking directly to Christians because if you're not a Christian, then you just, you know, we just, we are, I'm answering to a God, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I just think that it's been skewed a little bit. What do you think?
0: I like that you said that this episode in particular really is speaking to Christian moms. Mm -hmm. Um, because when I think of self care, particularly all the stuff promoted online, um, it's very self-focused, it's very self-fulfilling, mm-hmm. it's very putting yourself first um which in a lot of ways is contrary to what the bible says. But right. if you don't believe in Jesus, you don't honor God with your life. It's not a priority for you. We wouldn't expect you to think through it the same way that we do um because your priorities are different. We particularly in this episode are speaking to Christian moms who feel like they want to honor God with their lives um, and with their time and where they spend their time, where their mindset is at. Um, So we do hope that if you're currently not a Christian, maybe you're searching, um, maybe you've made a decision otherwise, um, which many people I love have, then I hope you take what we say with a grain of salt. Um,
1: But what does the Bible say about... So the verse that we were talking about it this morning, the verse that I specifically think of whenever thinking of self-care and my own opinions about it um, is Matthew 16, verses 24 through 28. Um, And it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it.
0: Yeah, it does seem like, especially through the New Testament, through what Jesus is saying, he's never really talking about Mm self-fulfillment or self-pleasure or um, putting yourself first. He really never speaks about it that way. Mm -hmm. It's always putting God first, honoring the Lord. A lot of times it's um, giving all of your material possessions away. um, And... Then next, it's putting your family first, putting mm-hmm. your husband first, putting your kids first, and then putting your neighbors first. Yeah,
1: it really is
0: putting yourself
1: last in a biblical sense. Yeah, I know that something. And if you know me, um, then and Mary, you probably have heard me say this before. Maybe I don't know. I say it a lot, and I my husband's gonna roll his eyes because I say it to him a lot. Um, the whole you deserve to be happy or whatever, I just, that's not biblical to, in my opinion, it's not biblical whatsoever. Um, and this is heavy, but I'm going to say it anyway. I literally deserve to be dying and going to hell. That's what I deserve. So I, I just don't think that's biblical. I don't think that God ever said in the Bible that we deserve to be happy or, that it's all you know it's all about him Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like we need to shift our mind back to that that's my opinion that's very heavy opinion (laughs) sorry
0: okay but what does that mean for you in all reality because you do want to be happy and you want your friends to be happy you want your family to be happy yeah in a lot of ways i do think the lord does want us to be happy but happy in what right
1: joyful in what So I think, yeah, I think for me there's a difference between happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. And I don't really crave happiness. I do crave joy, Mm -hmm. you know? And I crave, like, joy for my family and things like that. I think that joy is, like, not changing. Mm -hmm. Happiness is based on feeling. Um, And I think joy is something that can't – you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a a gift we've been given. So for me, I mean, I would just – I don't know. It's it's a very hard line to cross because because you were human, you know, mm-hmm. and we want things of the flesh and all of that and I just um.
0: I think our our culture is pursuing happiness to a, to the nth degree. Yeah. Just a couple of days ago I was having a conversation with someone who I love a lot and they said to me, "Do you have a preference of what your kids become when they grow up?" And I gave my preference and, and what I hope for them. And he said to me, well, probably all you want is for your kids to be happy. And my first thought was, no, that's not the end-all be-all of what I want for them. Yeah, I want them to be happy, yes, of course. But I also want them to have purpose. I want them to have looking at the world with generosity, mm-hmm. looking at outward instead of inward. Um, I want them to have joy through the things that they're doing in their career or with their families or with their communities. Um, I hope they're not focused primarily on their own happiness because you see so many people out there. Literally, it's all on the altar of
1: their own personal happiness. Yeah. So I think whenever i say all of these things i hope that i don't come across prideful whatsoever because these are not things you, you know what i'm saying yeah. i think that they're all things that i have just personally been wrestling with god about mm-hmm. in my own life um so i a hundred percent agree that you know you don't you whenever you think about your kids you and you're such a good mom but you specifically think about you know what are, you want them to be generous, all of those things. And that is like, that is what matters. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about the career and all of that. So I think that's really special. And-
0: I think if you, when you look at it in at your mother and you're, you're raising your children to have certain priorities and certain values, if your top priority is, I want them to be happy. And when you communicate with them, you're like, I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. I just want you to do what makes you happy if that really is the first and foremost kind of criteria for the decisions that you make and the path you hope that they pursue that could get you in a really tricky sticky place Mm -hmm. if that's your number one goal is happiness and I think with the self-care movement online it's all about that yeah Um, I was looking on Instagram I didn't want to screw up my algorithm but I risked it for (laughs) you guys (laughs) I uh, looked up hashtag self-care And one of the first things that popped up was this one. I'll put it on the screen for you, but my energy is meant for me first. I will give myself the best of me, not what is left of me. And doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. But it's not true. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: My energy is meant for me first. I will give myself the best of me, not what is left of me. I feel like anyone who truly embodies that statement is not going to be happy. They're not going to be fulfilled or have good relationships. They're probably not a mother. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably, yeah, they're probably not a mother yet. That's true. Um, So maybe the mother's listening to this podcast. This is old hat and you already know all of this. Um, But my energy is meant for me first. I will give myself the best of me, not what is left of me. Mm -hmm. If you have that mindset where, I mean, you can use the analogy where like when you're on an airplane, you put on your own. Your own uh air mask first before you help your child, or the analogy fill up your cup first or you're gonna be empty and you can't f- pour in anyone else um those make sense, but it's not an apples to apples comparison in my mind, yeah because it's almost like that's survival, obviously as a mother, you can't be absolutely running on empty and i we do want to get into that in a little bit, yeah. kind of what self care in a biblical sense could mean um you don't want to be just running on fumes completely empty yeah that's that's not going to work you you don't want to be in an airplane that's crashing and um you pass out where you can't help your child um but in an everyday sense of where you are in motherhood and and living your life for the lord if you are prioritizing putting yourself first through all things all your energy is going to you first not you know i will give myself the best of me where does that leave you with your relationships mm-hmm. with your children
1: with your happiness with your career like you know what i mean yeah i think it's just not um if you're a christian and you know and you're walking with jesus you just can't live by that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you you would literally be <laughs> you would be wrecked all the time mm-hmm. i feel like if i and i have tried it that's why i'm saying it i mean you would i you would just be wrecked all of the time you wouldn't your marriage would might be struggling your relationships with your kids might be struggling it would just it would be really 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 complicated i feel like i have never felt more peace than whenever i just gave into jesus you mm-hmm. know and gave into what he wanted me to do yeah which i you fight it forever but then it's like you're like a toddler Mm -hmm. with a toy you know what I'm saying it's when Uh, you just give it it's easy a lot
0: of you listening are probably moms we are moms Mm -hmm. when it comes to all practicality of this um you are being selfless most of the time Mm -hmm. if you're a good mom you're selfless you know you're tired in the morning you still make your kids breakfast
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um you want to go out and hang with your friends but your children need you you stay with your children But when it comes to mindset around it, you might be doing the things that reflect what we think are biblical values. But if in your mind you're resenting it, Mm. you know, where I'm tired, but I still have to make my kids breakfast and I can't believe like they can't just fend for themselves. Like, Oh, I'm just so, why can't I have some me time? Why can't I be, you know, why was I given this burden yet? Then, If your mindset's in the wrong place, but you're doing the right actions, where does that leave you?
1: I think that, yeah, I think that you would, again, just feel very, uh, that would feel very heavy and nobody wants to live with that burden on them all the time. Um, So, I mean, I am not going to tell you that I've never felt that way, that I haven't woken, woken up on days and my... This morning was probably a pretty good example when I'm trying to get out the door and I want waffles. Like you need to go ask your dad. And you know, there's going to be days like that. There's going to be moment, no, I don't want to say days. There's going to be moments where you're like, Oh my goodness, this is wild. I need to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean it's hard. I think our husbands can attest to that. Our husbands are gonna listen to this and be like, What are they talking about? Yes. (laughs) So I, think, I remember just yes, no. I know. Seriously. So um, I think for me, just trying to lean in to the fact that literally God said, I want Olivia Strong to be the parent, of, to be the mama of those two kids and to be Tevin's wife. Mm-hmm. Like you, he, were, you were made for this. He literally put me in this position. Yeah. So, like, he knows I can handle it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that some days aren't hard. And that doesn't mean that I don't need rest. Mm-hmm. Because rest is essential. But at the same time, I think, I don't think, I know that God made me for this role. And he's going to give me just enough strength to get through every single day.
0: Mm-hmm. The messages that flood us sometimes online or even from mom friends and that sort of thing are very self-focused yeah um and you and I both believe that we should be people focused Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and family focused but like you just said we do need rest we do need self-care to an extent Mm -hmm. and you and I approach that very differently so tell me what self-care means to you yeah and how you do give yourself rest
1: and give yourself care yeah so it's tough because I like Mary said am very different than her whereas I don't leave home (laughs) you're with your kids almost like 99% of the time I'm with my kids all of the time except for once a year whenever my husband and I go on vacation together Mm -hmm. for our anniversary yeah your cruises are your thing (laughs) we're gonna be that old couple soon who are like cruising but anyway you're 28 know. years old we're gonna, i just, i don't know why i'm env- envisioning us being you guys old are gonna be the old cutest old couple on our cruise ships oh. yeah so every single year um on our anniversary we go, we go on a cruise and that is the only time we leave our kids And then
0: just recently, you started coming over to do this podcast, and Mm -hmm. you bring your kids half the time and half the time. You leave them with your husband, Mm -hmm. but literally for you in your life, which is different than me,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: other than coming to record this podcast and your once-a-year cruise, you are with your kids all of the
1: time. Yeah. So I think for me, the way that I provide myself, quote-unquote, self-care is... And really training up my kids, my kids, I have an almost seven-year-old and almost four, well, he is four, not almost, um, but four-year-old and uh, almost seven-year-old. And really, like, teaching them that sometimes mama needs a little bit of space. And it's not, I talked about this last episode a little bit, that's not always come very easily, especially for our four-year-old. Um, you have a mama's boy and I have
0: a mama's boy. Yes,
1: Lord have mercy, bless and
0: us. They are so wonderful, but they, they are, love their mamas.
1: They're very needy little boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, So just, you know, whether it be like setting up a little arts and craft for them to do or going, we have this pool and they're obsessed with it and like going out and sitting on the porch with them while they're swimming and I can see them and, but just so I can get a second to breathe and think and... Rest. Um, I know last night I wasn't feeling super well, so I just look. And my husband's really good at this. Um, he'll he'll say, "Okay, I'm giving you the rest of the night off," which sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't because the kids. You know how kids are. I don't. What is that about kids being more needy of their moms? They than... really,
0: yeah. A lot of times they <laughs> do. Like
1: dad will be like, "Hey, I, you want me to get you some strawberries?" And they'll say, "No, mom, can you get me some strawberries?" Right.
0: Or you're both <laughs> sitting in the same room with your kids,
1: and. Mm
0: daddy is laying over there relaxing and they're like hey mommy would you get me this or that and I'm like your father is right there (laughs) yes it's just I think an intrinsic thing where they just know mom takes care of them in that way yeah
1: um so I think yeah I think rest is the biggest and I I mean I think you agree that resting for me I don't do like girls nights or anything like that just because I don't because I'm not that I don't have that type of personality mm-hmm. well you don't feel like you're missing it it's not yeah exactly to you and if you did feel like that was something you craved do it like yes. if you have girlfriends mm-hmm. go out with them and you, if that's something you want to do I just perp- like my love and my I find deep the deepest rest and the di- deepest recharging is at home hmm and Um, you know, I have my chickens and I like to just sit in the yard and watch them. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, seriously, Mm -hmm. seriously though, like it's just, it's different for everybody and that's how I recharge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to look at it. It's like, how do you recharge Mm -hmm. and then do that? So let's forget about self-care and recharge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I, my husband, so my personality is very different than yours. Mm -hmm. Um, you, your... The majority of your motherhood journey, which has been almost seven years, Mm -hmm. you have been with your kids the whole time. Um, There were times when you went out of the house to work, but they went with you a lot of times too, even Mm -hmm. then, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas with me, I've been working since I was 15 years old, Mm -hmm. um, probably since I was like 18 years old full-time. Since I was 21, I've had a career. Um, I didn't have kids till I was 28, and so... I was used to going out of the home and being needed by other people and fulfilling my job and then coming home and unplugging. And the first year and a half of my daughter's life, my firstborn daughter's life, um, I had to continue going out of the home and um, working full time away from her. And so whenever my husband and I were able to bring me home, um, I had never watched my daughter and and then my son was born all by myself for probably a whole day, to yeah. be honest. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I had either she'd been with my mom who was her babysitter while I was at work, and then any time anytime I was off work, she my daughter and I were either with my husband or with my mom or I had never experienced that stay-at-home mom life mm-hmm. where it's you and your kids all alone. And so, whenever we started to make the transition to me being a stay-at-home mom, I was honestly really nervous about it because I had never experienced, even though I wanted it so badly, mm-hmm. I wanted to not be working full-time. I wanted to be with my kids. Um, I was honestly really nervous about it because it was a culture shock for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, right from the very beginning, we can get into it in another episode, kind of how my husband and my, and I have structured our lives right now, but... Right from the very beginning, my husband and I were like, we're not, we're no longer going to compare workloads because he used to work full time. I used to work full time. Um, He a lot of times thought his job was harder. I a lot of times thought my job was harder once our dynamics changed and he was the primary breadwinner and I was more at the stay at home mom role you could still fight and compare roles right and who has the harder workload so we decided we're no longer going to compare our workloads we're going to compare our rest and making sure we get not equal workloads because how do you compare being the breadwinner to being a stay-at-home mom um you can't it's apples to oranges you know Mm -hmm. um but we can compare and make sure that we're each getting equal rest and to us and our personalities, and this might not be for everybody, but for us and our personalities, that was important to us, for us to both have equal rest. So um, we have implemented some things in our life that have been going on for about a year now that I really think you should, if you're like me and you you're feeling drained, you're feeling overwhelmed um and you feel like you need an actual separation see olivia you're good at having rest around your kids mm-hmm. and you've trained your kids in that way and i think that's so amazing um but for someone maybe with more of my personality consider talking to your husband about implementing something similar to what my husband and i have done which is um on monday nights well
1: we switched now we
0: recent, we switched it last week but <laughs> for last year on monday nights I got the night off, and by the night off, I mean around 4:30, my husband takes over with the kids, and I either go out and hang get a drink with a girlfriend or I go sit in our truck and watch YouTube videos on my phone eating mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, or I go walk around Target, or I go upstairs to this office I'm in and do like a personal project, but from 4:30 till bedtime, my husband takes over on Monday nights. <clears throat> A lot of times I still do have to pop down right at bedtime to help get the baby down. But it's every Monday night I get to look forward to having that time off. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling burnt out, you know, on a Friday or Saturday, I know come Monday I can do whatever I want for four or five hours.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then every Tuesday night my husband gets the night off. And Mm -hmm. so starting around 430, I take over with the kids. um, I do dinner. I do bedtime. And he gets to totally check out. He normally chooses to stream video games Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um then every thursday night he and i have a standing babysitter who comes over in the early afternoon and then we have until eight o'clock for he and i to do projects together or go on a date night and reconnect in that way Mm -hmm. and so those are our three standing rest times that we have every single week and I think most people if it's a desire of yours you could sort out something similar the mom takes over for one night and the dad gets rest alone by himself and then the next night the dad takes over for one night and the mom gets rest by herself and then maybe one night a week you can have a standing date night where you either hire a babysitter or you swap babysitting with the family that you know or you get the kids down and you do an in-home free date night but it's on the calendar and it's a a night of rest with you and your husband together and you prioritize it. Like you either have everything done, ready to go before date night starts. The dishes are done. Everything's clean or the day got away from you and you ignore all that stuff. You know what I mean? And you just rest with your husband. Mm -hmm. And so to me, self care (laughs) in a lot of ways is rest Mm -hmm. exactly what you said. But for me, it looks a lot different than for you.
1: Now I will say I had this idea that in order to do all those things that Mary just said you needed to have, you know, be making a bunch of money or whatever. And I'm telling you right now, my husband and I are in a very budget lifestyle. We're trying to be very cautious about how we're spending money and things like that. And you can still do all of those things and make prioritize each other and prioritize rest. Um and not have to spend anything we do date nights at home yeah and it's so, like it really is like it's the kids go to bed at 7 30 or 8 and we have a date night the rest of the night we'll cook dinner together do you have a standing day you do it or just when you feel no, like you need it it's usually yeah it's we need to do that just because so it's something that we have to look forward to Um, But it's just been, hey, we are, like, there's something weird going on between us. Mm -hmm. We need to reconnect, you know? I saw this meme the other day, and it was just talking about how the husband and wife are, why are we fighting so much? What is Mm -hmm. going on? And they're like, we're overstimulated. We need to spend time with each other. Anyway, it was just so i think i sent it to my husband because how many times have i felt that way just Mm -hmm. like why are you driving me nuts but it's because you need to prioritize what i love
0: about the standing date night whether it's at home or out Mm -hmm. or whatever is it's like maintenance Mm -hmm. it's not waiting until you're just totally blown out and you know it's like medicine you know it's more like a salve that you use every single week as maintenance to keep your skin soft and glowy. Not like, you know, stitches. you've already gotten a, yeah, you've already gotten a sunburn and, you know, and so, yeah, we need to talk to
1: Tevin about a standing date night. (laughs) I know we do. We do. And, um, yeah, there's, there's so many things that Tevin and I have honestly learned from you and Drew, like, Um, Y'all are really good about prioritizing rest and really good about prioritizing time with each other. And it is really, really awesome.
0: I want everyone to not feel burnt out all the time, Mm -hmm. especially moms. And I see the dynamic in a lot of relationships. And I've been there where you and your husband are whether it's out loud or in your mind, comparing your workloads mm-hmm. and thinking like, I don't get enough time for myself. He gets to do all that. And it's almost like it's a constant conflict versus me thinking like, how do I get Drew the rest that he needs? And he yeah. thinks, how do I get Mary and the rest that you need? And when you get those little moments, especially I, th- in my opinion of scheduled rest every week, Your capacity to give is so much better Mm. and bigger. So self-care to me equals rest, rejuvenation. And by prioritizing that, it's not about yourself. It's about giving to
1: others. I agree. That's a really, really good way to look at it too. I think that going back to what you were talking about, um, the prioritizing time for for each other, I think realizing, too, and you kind of touched on it, like, how important that time is for our husbands, too, Mm -hmm. you know, for them to have something that they can rest, you know, that's restful to them.
0: Like, think about your husband right now, and maybe you guys are already doing this amazingly, which is fantastic, but if you feel like some things just are off kilter or not balanced, then think about your husband and what rest does he get every week, and no, them going to work does not count. Um, As much as you right now are comparing your workload to his and being like, when he goes to work, he's getting a break. Um, But in all seriousness, like what rest is he getting every week that he can count on and know that you're not going to make him feel guilty about? So if he gets to go fishing with a buddy on Saturday morning and you kind of make him feel guilty about it all week or all day or you're texting him or whatever that literally does not count as rest Mm -hmm. you know it's the same way if you get to go out with girlfriends and he's blowing up your phone about what the baby needs yada yada that's it doesn't count as rest I mean I hate to say it but they have or you have like x'd out whatever generosity was given it doesn't count when I consider time off as a parent or rest as a parent you are taking on the burden of everything so that the other person's headspace can be free okay Mm -hmm. so when he has planned all week to go fishing with his buddies on saturday morning no matter what happens you make sure he knows you're happy for him to do it Mm -hmm. you want him to go do it and you do not bother him when he's doing it unless absolutely necessary and then when he comes home you don't put the burdens of what happened on him and then he reciprocates that and Mm -hmm. how amazing like think about how that could change the
1: dynamics of your relationship yeah and your kids just every aspect of Mm -hmm. your home yeah yeah I think that it's important for like I was just saying for our kids to see that too you know they're they are like you said last episode a direct reflection of us so they're learning these things too Mm -hmm. and my kids will say that you know that they need rest I think that they're just watching us and that's what self-care is to me too yeah
0: and Can you imagine if my husband and I keep this up for 10 more years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then our 12-year-old daughter is like, oh, mom gets a rest once a week. Like, once a week, she gets a night off. Like, that's just the dynamics of our family. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what she will expect for herself one day of hopefully i'm showing to her that i give 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 to my family and then i take some rest Mm -hmm. and then i want her to do that in her life and with her kids um and i want her to bond with my husband with her dad once a week at least um where it's their dynamic together without me you know and same with for my son where There are some dyna- – I mean, it's almost like – it's hard to do as a mom because you do get a little FOMO. They'll either sit at home and watch a movie together, and I'm like, you know, you should really take the kids out and do something. But the second he takes the kids out to do something, I'm like, but I want to come, <laughs> you know? So it's a learning dynamic all around. But I think it's good for them to have that bonding experience for four hours a week with just their dad.
1: Yeah, don't you agree, too, that – this is something that um- – i've been thinking about a lot lately i am kind of i don't want to say ocd but i'm a control freak my house has to be in order 24 7 all of us are a little bit of a control freak yeah i feel like i can't function um did you see my kitchen this morning (laughs) Did you hear my my question to you about what your did you kitchen? say? No, <laughs> no. What did you say? I asked if um, anyone was coming to clean your Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No.
0: Um, typically, I, we just talked about last episode how we close up the kitchen at night. Mm-hmm um that didn't happen last night mm-hmm. and I I, didn't do it as well I ignored as I it either. I ignored it this morning I was like I'm gonna focus on the podcast mm-hmm. all this can happen later but yes I have a little itch in the back of my mind about <laughs> the the situation downstairs
1: yeah but don't you think that it's so important for us to be practicing rest as a family too in what way like on I mean for us it's usually Sundays mm-hmm. so uh, we obviously go to church on Sundays, but making sure that all of your housework do- is done so that on Sundays you have nothing to do. You go to church, mm-hmm. you come home, that's beautiful. and you just rest. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the way God intended it. Mm-hmm. So I heard something the other day, and I really want to implement this more in my family's life because we don't do a good job of this, but someone said... God didn't command us to rest on Sundays for him necessarily. He knows the capacity of a human and he Mm -hmm. knows he wants us to work hard. He built us to work hard and he told us to work hard for six days and then to rest because he knew that we needed it. And the analogy this person had said, I wish I could remember who it was, was imagine you're your little baby right your seven month old who you're trying to get to go to sleep and they're screaming and they're tired and they're overtired and you know as their parent you're like you need rest mm-hmm. and they're fighting it and they're like no I don't want to go to sleep you know they can't talk yet but I don't want to go to sleep and they're there and you are just like this makes no sense You need rest as your parent. I know you need rest and you're not taking it. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Lord feels about us, I think. Yeah. We get all overstimulated and all wound up and we're exhausted and we're burnt out. And he's like, yeah, but I gave you the Sabbath to rest Mm -hmm. and you're not taking it. Mm -hmm. And so what does that do you, does your family
1: honor the Sabbath in that way? Because we don't yet. We haven't always. I want us to. Yeah. We have not always. So the weekends were always saved for yard work and housework. Like, I'm not kidding. And I'm touched on this our last episode ever since I have been following the 15 minute rule in my life of just keeping things up in our home. We don't save mowing. My husband works from home. He gets off every single day at five. It doesn't get dark until nine. Mm -hmm. So. So mow on a Tuesday. Yeah. We mow in the middle of the week now. We save weekends for family. Mm -hmm. We save weekend Sundays specifically for Mm -hmm. rest. So we've never honored the Sabbath, you know, of rest. But we've really tried lately. Just because we're trying Mm -hmm. to be more mindful in general about being obedient to what God says Mm -hmm. in every aspect. So
0: my husband and I do love to go into the weekend with most things sorted. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do do most of our chores, most of our cleaning the garage, like cleaning the vehicles. We do try to go into the weekend with everything in order, but I don't think we've done a good job of honoring the Sabbath in the way God intended Mm. to rest and reflect on him and his goodness and thankfulness to him, um, and going to church and connecting with fellow believers and, um limiting work we haven't done a great job of it but i have a desire to learn more about it and to so i so maybe you guys will see a little bit of like an evolution at least in my life of trying to i mean honor that commandment that he gave to us to rest and reflect on him and again not be self-focused on the sabbath to Mm. be thankful to him for all the goodness that he's done for us that week and all the hard work that we've done.
1: Yeah, we literally laid in bed all day Sunday after church and watched twilight. <laughs> it was a dream. It was so nice. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I I this is very new to us too, so we have not always honored this. So <laughs> I mean, we're going to go through it together. Mm. We'll walk the journey together. We'll um, be little
0: accountability buddies. I know. Are you resting? <laughs> I know. Are you resting today? Are you pouring into your family? Mm-hmm. Are you
1: connecting with the
0: Lord? Yeah. Um,
1: so we do Saturdays as like a fun family day. Mm-hmm. So like almost every Saturday we grill out, especially in summer. Every Saturday we'll grill out and we'll do like a big pool day mm-hmm. all day. We just spend all day outside of the pool and then sunday's church and rest yeah and it really is just nice and it's something to look forward to mm-hmm. like you were talking about some people who honor the sabbath
0: and the rest of the sabbath really uh, strictly religiously um I've, I've been inspired by them online because they really do have everything kind of prepped for sunday mm-hmm. like the food's already prepped all the chores are done Mm. you know all the laundry's done and and so they're not necessarily sitting around looking at the mess and all the things that need to be done and being like no I can't work it's like the work is done I'm relaxing today it's just so beautiful Mm -hmm. we need I need to work on that okay I wanted to talk about some tips we went a little bit over how you do self-care, which Mm -hmm. equaled rest, and how I do self-care, which equals rest. It's interesting we both came to that conclusion Mm -hmm. independently. Mm -hmm. Before we get into the tips, I feel like self-care can be different to each person based on your needs. So to you, self-care might be going out and getting your nails done and getting your hair done or going out and eating at a restaurant yourself or going to lay on the beach there is no like hard and fast rules about what's right it's just um recharging for yourself but then pouring into your family Mm -hmm. like it's not about you it's about honoring the lord Mm -hmm. and being better for your kids
1: i agree i think yeah no i agree that it's Self-care its itself, like the definition, is a very wholesome thing, according to Google. <laughs> but I feel like the world has made it all about self. In reality, even according to Google, which is a good thing that we agree with, that definition, it's really about resting so that you can give yourself more. Yeah. It's not about taking as much as you can for yourself. Yeah, it's about resting and making sure that you're where you need to be rest wise and nourishment wise and all of those things so that you can give yourself more mm-hmm. and so that you can do what god wants you to do more that's so nothing about, to do with ourself.
0: yeah that's true so what about the moms who are out there who might be listening who are burnt out mm-hmm. do feel kind of at the end of their rope don't feel like they have the support to get any of this rest that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, where do they go from here?
1: Yeah. I think that's really hard. So when you say that they don't have support, you mean like they aren't married and don't,
0: maybe they're single moms. Yeah, Maybe they have husbands that aren't supportive in that way Yeah, and wouldn't allow them to take guilt free rest. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they work, 40, 50 hours a week and then really do want to spend all the extra time with their kids. So, where do they find time for themselves? Yeah. Like, is it just seasons of life that they just need to get through and maybe the season will change or... Where do they find rest?
1: I do believe that there are, I mean, personally for me in my life, there have been seasons of life where it was not realistic. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, when I just had a baby, mm-hmm. I didn't get rest. I was up all night. My husband didn't get rest. Like, none of you know. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I just think that there are seasons of life. I do think that uh, that you could maybe get plugged into, like, your church or – um a friend group or whatever like to where you had companionship of, yeah maybe you're a
0: single mom you find another single mom yeah, and, com- and switch babysitting to get yeah, a little bit of a break
1: companionship or just like them coming over to hang out and mm-hmm. i mean how many times does that happen i've come mm-hmm. over here and you know hey i'm going to take a shower which is not self-care <laughs> but <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, oh hey, let's not get into right. that right. but yeah you know, grooming so- <laughs> your hygiene does not count <laughs> that's a necessity yeah but you know what i'm saying just like counting on Mm -hmm. you know they say it takes a village Mm -hmm. um so like really praying that god would send you that village maybe you don't have it right now yeah i mean it
0: really is a season of hardship for you mm -hmm. um but know that it can change and it will change pray for and and actively search out
1: a village reminding yourself that um God cares about the desires of your heart, mm-hmm. and if you're aligning with Him and you're doing what you know He asks of us, and all of those things, then He does. say, He will give us the desires of our heart, um, so, as long as they're in line with His yeah, will. As long as they're aligning,
0: and and I think God's will for you is for you to be um, serving your family well. Mm-hmm. You know, not being at rock bottom all the time yeah. to where. You're not
1: who you need to be for your kids. like that's not what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. yeah, I would and I say this a lot, but I would start praying now, like start mm-hmm. praying now. I prayed years ago that God would send me friendships, like people to do life with. and um, I don't have some huge circle or anything like that. I think just god he he cares about that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but at the same time, knowing that if you're praying for that, he's not going to put you in a situation that is not of him. Be patient and, um and, you know, just know that he is working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And do the next right
0: decision that mm-hmm. you think are, is going to bring you closer to establishing that village. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're a single mom or maybe you're a mom. This could sometimes even be worse. Maybe you're a mom who has a husband, but he can't or won't be there for you. So it's almost like, you know, maybe he's deployed or maybe he does shift work to where he's gone 24 hours a time and then has to sleep when he comes home. Like, those are really difficult situations and seasons. But Mm. what's the next best decision that you can make to develop a mom friendship or a church group uh, support system? You have to put yourself out there. Mm. You have to, I tell my daughter all the time, um, friendly people make friends. Or Mm -hmm. I say, we make other people feel seen and acknowledged. Like, you put yourself out there, um, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, yes, if you kind of are socially isolated and feel uncomfortable doing that, I'm not saying God can't work miracles. And if you pray for it, who knows someone might show up on your doorstep. But to be honest, like you have to put yourself out there yeah. and be vulnerable for other people to reciprocate for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And seriously, like if you were in that season of life and you're watching this or listening in, like find a way to message us because I personally, and I think Mary too, would love to specifically be praying for you by mm-hmm. name that God would send you that that village or even that single person or whatever that he would just open those doors and and the, in the waiting he'd give you a lot of peace mm-hmm. and a lot of rest that you can't even explain but you'd, so you know it was from him
0: yeah if you message us and and give us you know maybe your name your situation what specifically we should be praying for we will pray for you yeah. um and follow up with you and and be praying for you to get a support system mm-hmm. in place that allows you to rest and allows you um, kind of the mental ability to serve your family and find joy in your situation while finding rest. Like, I think the Lord wants us to be not self-focused but people focused and a lot of times if you're just totally drained you can't be people focused
1: yeah yeah I think um I think that he is good at giving just us just what we need so like Mary said if you message us we can start praying for you by name and he will like, he will get, you will look back at this time and you will be like, what the hell? Like, how did I even survive? that?" I know. I mean, I have don't want, that don't want to repeat that. Yeah, yeah. I've thought that in seasons of my own life because I touched on this last time. My husband is a new Christian. So we have not always been, you know, where we are now. Um, so it, there were lonely times there where it was hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the support system of a Christian husband mm-hmm. Who was answering to a most high God. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, there's a big but. But God saw me through it. And he gave me just enough peace for that day. And enough rest. And I survived. And my my kids survived. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Back when my baby, my three-year-old, was a year old. Mm -hmm. I was working full-time out of the home with my commute and everything. And when I was home, I was felt constantly behind on laundry. Never could get meals on the table for my family we were doing mowing our five acres on the weekends and doing all our cleaning on the weekends and it felt totally unsustainable um and i prayed and prayed and we took drastic measures in our life in order for me to no longer have to help support financially um and God did answer the desires of my heart. Mm. He, I mean, I would cry into the night multiple, I mean, regularly. I mean, my poor husband, um, because I had a desire to come home and be with my kids. And the Lord has answered that prayer. And I'm so thankful every single day. And if you do have that desire um, and it hasn't happened for you yet, keep praying for it. Keep honoring the Lord. Um, be patient, but be diligent in making the next right decision to be, to get in a situation um, that you want to be in because it is so, I just see the Lord's hands all over our mm. life um, and I couldn't be more grateful. And it's the only reason why you and I have the capacity right now to do something like this podcast. Mm. There has been many times in my life where it absolutely wouldn't have been an option mm-hmm. to have kind of the extra capacity to film and record and upload a podcast and, and be there to support other people. Um, so it's almost like we're trying to pay it forward to encourage the stay-at-home or the work-from-home moms or the moms who are working full-time out of the home and, and have a desire to – come home and be with their kids like those are the people that we want to encourage and we hope you are encouraged through this podcast um we hope you reach out and connect with us we want to build a community of women who want to honor the lord um through their homekeeping, through their motherhood um and we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope even though it felt kind of heavy and deep we hope it encouraged you
1: yeah i mean these are tough things to talk about but they're such like important things to talk about and i feel like other people probably feel the same way and like mary said we i i hope that it was encouraging to you and that you feel motivated even maybe um and big biggest thing is that you feel encouraged
0: yeah we hope you join us next week as we
1: um are really excited about next week's episode. I, I can't believe it's already here. I, I feel know. like we started talking about this like last week, and now we're like three episodes in, and I know. it's just here.
0: I know. This is going to be a journey. We are committed to doing this mm-hmm. for the next year at least. We mm-hmm. will be here every week, and so we hope you're here with us. Um, we are Related by Marriage. We're Related in Christ. Join us each week as we chat all things related to motherhood.
2: Thank you.